The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Coming up on Sunday at Van Andel Arena will be Toby Mack. Hits Deep Tour with Crowder. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th, the Winery Dogs will be live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 14th and 15th, Paw Patrol Live for the kids inside DeVos Performance Hall. I'll be there with Superfly Hayes. Get your tickets now for Paw Patrol Live. March 14th and 15th in downtown Grand Rapids, inside DeVos Performance Hall. I hope they let me introduce Paul, because I love him or her. Ticketmaster.com is where you get your tickets. March 16th, Kane Brown, the Drunken Dreaming Tour, with special guests Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. That's at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at AXS.com. March 18th, Cat Williams, 2023 and Me Tour at Van Andel Arena in GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 24th through the 26th, Monster Jam. It's the Triple Threat Series at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And March 28th, the price is right live. I'm hoping they pick me. I want to spin the wheel. Well, hold on, that's Wheel of Fortune. Price is right live. I can still spin that big wheel. On March 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in GR. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Also this weekend at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Home and Garden Show runs now through Sunday. Gimme Shelter Showdown, an amateur boxing event, is coming up on Sunday at DeVos Place. And the Ultimate Sports Show is next week, March 9th through the 12th at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is a football-slash-basketball little hockey mixed in Friday on the huge show across Michigan. We'll talk about the Lions offseason. Dan Miller, Lomas Brown, and Frank Schwab from Yahoo.com will join us inside this hour. Ballas and Skeen on Michigan's offseason and spring football. Before we're done, we'll also get a recruiting update from Mel Tucker from Michigan State with the crew from SpartanMeg.com and one from Ann Arbor with Harbaugh with E.J. Holland from the Wolverine.com and Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions insider. We'll also check in if you have a comment or a question and want to join us live on air, uh, you can get in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. And also drop your comments. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show 
on Facebook, our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're down to their final three home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Just search Grand Rapids Gold to get ticket info, Ticketmaster.com, and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also one final way where you can join in anytime you want to during a game, during a show, uh, sign up for our text chain. Just text the word HUGE, H-U-G-E, to 21000. It's free. You don't get crushed with ads or bounce backs. And you can join us anytime you want to uh, with your huge opinions. Just text the word HUGE to 21000. That's H-U-G-E to 21000. Let's go check in with the voice of your Detroit Lions. Dan Miller joins us from the east side of the state. Welcome back, Danny. How you doing? Good afternoon. Uh, trying to figure out this offseason. Ton of interest. You know, for the Lions finishing 8-2, and two, what they did in ending the Packers season on Sunday Night Football with that W, to the interest now in the combine because they do have that number 6 and number 18 pick, uh, to free agency with a lot of movement around the league we're seeing. Uh, the offseason has become almost as good as the season when it comes to the Lions. Well, I think so, and, and the reason is that you realize with the way they finished, this is a team that can win now, and now you've got all these assets, you know, in, in the early rounds to go out there and, and draft guys. So it's, um, I think the interest is heightened because of the possibilities that you can take what you did this past season and really improve on that by adding guys. And, you know, you, you mentioned free agency and, and things like that. Those things come into play as well, and those could impact what happens in the draft. So it's, it's, it's a fascinating time, but it's one of those times where we're finally looking at it and saying, you know what, these guys are pretty good. They have a chance to elevate that instead of saying, you know, these guys were whatever, 6-10 and 10 or 7-10 and 10 or something like that or, you know, 5-12, and 12, which we've seen before. So, you know, I, I just think it's, there's such a good feeling around this football team right now Part of that is performance-related, and part of that is just all the possibilities they have this offseason. Speaking of the offseason, Dan, uh, let's talk about that. If you're in a room with Holmes and Campbell and the executives and coaching staff, what do you think the list of priorities starts with, and where does it end in terms of the offseason? Yeah, I think they definitely need to look at that defense first, and that's not a revelation for anybody. Brad Holmes has said that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to me on that defense because there's some young guys there that you're banking on them continuing to get better. But in some cases, the question is, do you have to hedge your bet and bring in a veteran? I, I, I'm going to be really interested to see how they approach free agency because they haven't really been a team in the two years that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have been running this thing to dive in and sign a big money guy. Now, that could be... We're going to wait until we're, we feel we're close, and then we will. And I think that's a possibility this offseason that they might do something like that. Um, I still think they're going to be bargain-minded, that they're going to be look, looking for guys that, that represent value, like uh, Deshaun Elliott last year, who was trying to prove himself as a starter in this league. And I, I think that's probably going to be the driving force behind it, but I do think if they see an opening for a guy that costs some money that they feel like could fill a hole for them, and I think you know, right now you're talking about probably the middle of that defensive line. You're talking about a 
at linebacker, depending upon what happens with Anzalone. And they have some needs at corner, there's no doubt. And the other thing I'd kind of keep an eye on is that offensive line. Because, you know, Vitae, I know there's been speculation that they'll cut him loose. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's one guard spot. Evan Brown's a free agent. We don't know what's going to happen with him. And then Jonah Jackson has free agency coming up here and a contract due soon. So they have some decisions to make. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw an offensive lineman somewhat high somewhere in this draft, a guy with versatility uh, to be a, a tackle or a guard or something like that, that they could come in and, and, and help. But I certainly think that's kind of a, a position that I would keep an eye on as well. You know, and speaking of that line, I saw something earlier today where CBSSports.com was talking about the depth at free agent running backs in this offseason, and they proposed that the Lions may step up with that offensive line, uh, with Jamison Williams on the outside, with Goff, who now has emerged as a top-ten quarterback, that they might decide to go spend and get a workhorse back that could eat clock when the Lions have a lead via that offensive line. And think about Josh Jacobs. Uh, going from the Raiders to the Lions as a free agent signing. It's interesting. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but yeah. it caught my attention. No, I think so. And I think you've also seen B. John Robinson be kind of connected to them a little bit uh, in the draft. And and I, I do think that's a position they'd look at because, you know, as, as much as, as Swift can be a game changer, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Jamal, as we sit here right now, is a free agent. So there's some uncertainty at that running back position, and it, it would not surprise me if they took somebody to, to add to that room um, that could bring some explosiveness. And as you said, there's also an opening, depending upon what happens with Jamal, for somebody that's got some power. I mean, let's not forget uh, that this guy was gold inside the five-yard line last year, scoring touchdowns, and then pounding his way behind that offensive line, which also did a great job. So I, I absolutely think that is a position to keep an eye on. I think backup quarterback is, is 100% a position to keep an eye on. They've got to, to address that. that. That's got to get better in my mind. Um, so, look, as much as the 8-2 and two finish was, was great, it doesn't change the fact that you've got holes, you've got questions, and one of the things that's important in this league is there's massive roster, turn, roster turnover every year for every team, and you've got to be cognizant of that. You just you don't get comfortable at one position. You've got to keep improving. So, you know, I, I think we could sit here and make a case for a whole bunch of different positions from this football team. I mean, you could make a case for tight end. You could make a case for, for receiver, depending upon what happens with Chark. Running back, we talked about backup quarterback, defensive line, linebackers in flux because Vanzalone, cornerbacks, uh, and you know, counting on Tracy to come back off an injury, you might want some help at safety with Deshaun being a free agent. So, man, it's 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 wide open to me, and so much of my, you know, curiosity is how they're going to approach free agency first. And then we'll get maybe an indication of of does that change their draft priorities at all. You know, one thing you mentioned, uh, the backup QB, which I I think is one of the most important things uh, to address this offseason. And it's not by drafting a QB who's unproven in the NFL. It's not uh, your Nate Sudfeld, Blau, obvious third stringers, emergency type guys. 
it's getting somebody who can still lead you to wins if Goff would go down. And when you look at Mariota being released, when you look at some of the action before we get to free agency with teams clearing space, Carson Wentz, would he be a backup? Would Mariota come in as a backup? You Just give me one of those guys. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl for the Lions, but if they're good enough just to help you, Win games while golf would be hurt a game or two or three or four, uh, if longer. Uh, that's what I want as a backup quarterback that the Lions need to go spend. Get a Baker Mayfield type who could come in willing to be a backup to golf. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the important point there is um, if you look at one of those guys who have been at times starters in this league. Are they comfortable coming in here knowing that they're going to be number two? And I mean, I you know look that that piqued my interest when I saw. Mariota get released. Uh, he brings a different dynamic and that he can beat you with his legs. Um, so it, it, it certainly, I think, is – look, there's no doubt in my mind that room is going to look a lot different outside of Jared Goff next year. And I, I do believe there's a chance at some point in this draft they draft a young quarterback to slot in behind him. And it doesn't mean that they won't also sign a veteran uh, to be here uh, as a possibility if Goff goes down. Look, this football team has a chance to be really good. And to be really good, you've got to fortify the most important position in the league, which is quarterback, in case something does happen to Jared. So I think both those things are strong possibilities. I, I think, look, we don't know how they value those quarterbacks in the draft. If somebody pops up and they've got them rated highly, I'm not going to be shocked if they take one. Doesn't mean Jared Goff isn't your guy. He is. Equally, I won't be surprised if they sign a veteran because I think if you're trying to win right away, uh, having somebody with some experience, if something happens to Jared, is is really important. So, again, it's, it, it really is a fascinating offseason to see which way they go because we've seen this plan. They've been patient. I do think they'll still be patient, but I think when you believe that you have a chance to win a division and contend, I think your urgency steps up a little bit. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, checking in on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Well, what is the ceiling uh, for this team? Before I let you go, Dan, final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing top four in the NFC. Uh, some are saying they're, you know, if they would get home field advantage, they could uh, be in a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm feeling like if they can secure home playoff games, and I look at the way they've played at home compared to on the road, especially this past season, tell me a team you would truly fear if the Lions were playing them in a playoff game in Detroit, maybe San Francisco, Philly, right? Yeah, I mean, San Francisco's got questions, again, at the most important position in the league, and that's quarterback. What are they going to do there? you got, you know, one coming off an injury and two coming off an injury. I'm sorry. So both those guys have to be addressed. So, look, I, I don't put any ceiling on what this team can do. The way that they finished, to your point, I think they can compete with anybody in the NFC. The division is wide open. We're all waiting to see. What happens with Aaron Rodgers? That is a massive, massive piece of the picture in the NFC North. Uh, Minnesota's got a ton of decisions to make in terms of guys and cap and how they're going to fit it in. And Chicago seems to be a little bit behind everybody else in terms of their rebuild. So maybe they're a year or two away from, from really competing. So I think you approach this thing like you believe you can be the best team in the NFC. And I don't think that is hyperbole. I don't think that is the wrong way to go. I think that's the right way to go with the way you finished, the way these young guys are developing, 
And the way right now, <clears throat> excuse me, that the conference appears to be a little bit down, there's an opening there. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if I just should say that's the way they should be looking at it is, man, you do have a chance to do exactly what you said. You could be the best team in the NFC. You need to do what you did last year, and then you need to, you've got a wonderful chance with, with money and draft picks to continue to improve. So I put no limits on what this team can do this year. I, I, and I don't know that we've been able to say that in a while, but everything you're talking about starts with winning the NFC North if you want to have an old, a home playoff game. Yeah, I only, and, put, I only put Philly in front of them right now because I agree with you, the QB questions. It was Purdy a, you know, a half-year wonder. I, you know, will they go back to Lance? I, there's, there, there's a lot there. And they, even Philly losing your offensive and defensive coordinators and starting new there. Lions are, are comfortable, consistent. I mean, yeah. I'm using words, Dan, I've never used in an offseason to describe the Lions. Yeah, there's no doubt. In Philadelphia, look, they've got some questions, too. They got, you know, they've got free agents on their defensive line and, and free agents in their secondary. Um, so they, they have issues that they have addressed going into next year as well that, that might cost them some guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, look, it's, it, it is, it's right there. We're all excited because of the way that they played, and I have a lot of people that come up to me and say, hey, they're going to win the division next year. They're going to do this. And my reply is, you know, cliche, but it's process, process, process. You've got to do everything you can to maximize these assets here in the offseason and get better. And if you do that, then you hit, hit camp running, and then you got to catch some you know breaks with injuries next year. But look, there's there's no reason this team should look at this any other way than we have an opportunity to be the best team in the NFC next year. Dan Miller, he is the voice of your Detroit Lions. A year from now, he could be hosting the parade down Woodward and the Lombardi uh, tour. Uh, across Michigan. Who knows, man? It could happen fast in the NFL. Dan, uh, my best to you. Your family will talk soon. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, Dan Miller. No reason to not expect this team to feel they can beat anybody. That's how I feel. And it's not, he used hyperbole. It's been the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. They're too legit, too legit to quit. If I can quote a, a great... Musician by the name of MC Hammer. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Maybe if I could spit that out. And then the Lions will start winning. It'll be, you can't touch this. <laughs> A reminder, if you missed any interview at any time on this show, just search the huge show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search the huge show where you download podcasts. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m., live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. Back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, The Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th at DeVos Performance Hall. For tour info, check out TheWineryDogs.com. 
Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. We invite you to Van Andel Arena for a huge two-game weekend series between the Griffins and Iowa Wild tonight and tomorrow with playoff implications. Tonight's $2 beers and $2 dogs. Tomorrow is Star Wars Night, presented by DTE. Get tickets now at GriffinsHockey.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra. The perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Join the fun and become a puzzle master. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is back for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle event on March 11th. This family-friendly event will raise funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Learn more at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. I did want to go out west and get this gentleman's thoughts. He's one of the best NFL insiders in America, Yahoo.com National. Uh, NFL columnist Frank Schwab is standing by here on The Huge Show across Michigan and uh, Jalen Carter, uh, with what we know from the story already, what does it do to his draft stock? I mean, and that's the thing. We, we don't know enough right now to really make that statement. I think that this is so early in the, the kind of process, I guess. I hate to even term it that. It, it really makes it sound like I'm downgrading it. But, I mean, it, ooh, we just got to find out where this thing goes. I mean, it, it, nothing sounds good, but... I'm not really, you know, thinking that, I mean, does this mean he's not going to be a first-round pick? He might be the best player in the entire draft. I mean, if we're talking about, just more details need to emerge before we make any, I think, grand, uh, you know, proclamation on what this means for his draft stock. But it's obviously not good. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing. It's, it's, Horrible timing for him, obviously, but he kind of put himself in this situation. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, at, at very least, it's just kind of a, a terrible situation all around with one of the, you know, may, again, maybe the best player in the NFL draft this year. Frank Schraub, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan with the evolution of film games on 9,000 channels. Uh, you have individual workouts, you have pro day workouts. Is the NFL Combine still a major valuable tool for NFL teams, or is it just more for the brand? I think it's a brand completely, and I think it always has been, to be honest. Like, look, there are there is value in 
getting out there, seeing a guy, uh, you know, uh, compete against others in in some of these athletic events, like four yard dash or whatever. But I really think it's always been overblown how important the combine is for all this. I don't think NFL teams take it as, as seriously as we do. I mean, this is they already know what guy. This guy's fast. This guy's not fast. Sometimes guys, you know, it surprises them, good or bad, but. Everybody's like, oh, Anthony Richardson is going to blow up at the combine this week. Well, they already know he's really athletic. <laughs> they don't need to go to Indy to find that out. They already know about these guys. I just think that it's something we in the media take way, way, way too seriously. Put We project emphasis on NFL teams rather than the other way around. I don't think NFL teams, good NFL teams anyway, really take much stock into what happens at the combine. It's it is a tool, uh, a part of the puzzle. It's not the puzzle. It's not. It's 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 just one data point. And again, something can really really surprise you if you know if if a guy who you know NFL teams really were questioning his speed runs a four four or some small school guy who they really don't know ends up you know a shuttle it has the best shuttle time or whatever like something like that. They'll go back to the tape. They'll be like, wow, what did we miss? Let's reevaluate. But I think overall, it's just it's a great week for the NFL during a dead time in the sports calendar to be in the uh, the headlines all the time. It, it turns into an NFL convention, basically. It's it's really less about the college kids, more about everybody being there. All the agents are there. It's it's more of that than you know. I, for anybody out there who thinks NFL teams go into that thing with a blank slate and say, "All right, let's learn about Will Anderson," no, they, they already have their their grade on him, and and they're just looking to to interview him and and see what he does in a competitive situation as far as testing. Yeah, I agree with you. And also, it's kind of like an NFL draft preview. We get the draft coming up in less than a couple of months. So the NFL, I will say, for some of their idiotic moves on controversial issues, they do know how to market and they do know how to keep uh, the shield and the brand out there. Uh, I also wanted to get your thoughts on Rodgers emerging from the darkness uh, (laughs) and he did not see his own shadow. So we're going to get six more weeks until we get a decision because uh, he emerged from uh, the darkness. I did hear his comments that uh, in time I will make a decision. And and then I loved uh, one of the sound bites I heard where he goes, look, I don't want to drag this out, and I'm thinking you do it every year. <laughs> every single year. I, I mean, he he literally is the guy dragging this out. Like, this is what he does. He drags it out. Like, this, this is what he – I think he enjoys the attention. I think he enjoys – kind of everybody in, in a certain way kind of hang on his every word and, and waiting to, oh, I, 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 if I say I'm going to a darkness retreat, what, what's the, you know, I look at all these people, you know, jumping at the uh, idiot, idiocy of that and blah, blah, blah. So I, I think he enjoys this process. I really, truly do. I don't think this is something he... He that that really he dislikes you know I think he likes attention just flat out and he's getting it again and I don't know I I I just think at some point don't the Packers have a decision to make like it's not just Aaron Rodgers we act like Aaron Rodgers is going to emerge from the darkness and see what he says he's going to play again we we all know that right so once he plays again don't the Packers have a, a I don't want to say responsibility but don't they have to look in the mirrors and say 
what are we doing? Uh, what are we chasing? Uh, that we were eight and nine last year. Aaron Rodgers clearly took a step back. He's at an age when really only one guy has has played well into his forties, and that guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's not the he's not the the new normal. Like Tom Brady's going to happen once. Forty five year old guys aren't going to be playing quarterback in the NFL that often. They can still get a ton from for Aaron Rodgers from a team like the Jets that really needs him. I, I, they needed to, if they want to get a look at Jordan Love, it's now or never. I mean, this is it. It just all adds for me. It all adds up to why wouldn't they make a trade? I I, I don't know. It just seems like at this point, I'm I'm fully in a different spot than I was a year ago, where I was like, he's coming off an MVP season, he can win a Super Bowl. Well, I don't really feel that way anymore about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I don't think they're near a Super Bowl. I think that. Your chance of the Super Bowl, maybe, I mean, maybe it's it's almost as good with Jordan Love just to try something else. The, the, what they've been doing hasn't really gotten them over the hump. So why not just try some, again? Try something different. See what Jordan Love has. Take all these picks. Try to make your team better. I just think it's time. I, I think it's time for the Packers to move on. But but we'll see. Uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to move on from a franchise icon like that. I understand that part of it too. Yeah, and that's that's why a year ago, why, why give him the you know 150 million plus deal if the drama was there that you didn't put in something that was rock solid, so you wouldn't be dealing with it if you're the Packers organization. A year later, I, I don't understand that from their front office perspective. Yeah, I mean, can't, you have to imagine they're sick of this, right? Like this annual, like we're going to wait two months to figure out what our off season looks like. Why would you want to deal with that again for the guy who says I don't want to drag this out? He does it every year. Like this is, he seems to thrive on this. So I don't know. I, if I'm the Packers, I'm just, I'm just kind of sick of it. And I, again, I think the look we're talking about. 31-year-old Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you do what you got to do. Like, he's, you deal with the the drama and all that kind of stuff because he's this unbelievable player and this once-in-a-lifetime guy. Not like 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers is that guy anymore. I, I, we saw signs last year that he was four years old. He wasn't as good. I'm not saying he's bad. He's not hitting the wall like Peyton Manning is last year or anything. But we clearly saw a different version of Aaron Rodgers last year. And I don't think it could better. I only get the better once he turns 40 in December. So, again, I just think at some point, if you're the Packers, you just say, we're just sick of dealing with this. <laughs> and they put themselves, you're right, that contract put themselves in this position to have this annual dance. So, it's on them too, but yeah, I think at some point, you just kind of look at yourself and you say, what are we doing here? Why are we dealing with this? Why, why don't we just cash in our chips right now? You know, speaking of cash, I want to see how much it costs, because whoever is running a darkness retreat... I want to open them because it's dark. You don't need anything. Close <laughs> somebody in a room, a cave, a barn. I don't know. Whatever it is, no windows. Is it safe? I want to get the fire marshal out there on the darkness retreat. Okay. I mean, how much are you? You pay like twelve thousand dollars to go to a spa. They go. We're going to put you in darkness. <laughs> Right. Absolutely, I want to see one of these things. I, I am, I have never heard of it before, and yeah, I, uh, I'll let you go investigate that one. Yeah, it's like, America. Not, hey, everybody right. can make a buck somewhere. Uh, Aaron, welcome yeah, to the right. exclusive darkness retreat. It's seven thousand dollars a day, three days of darkness, and you'll be able to come up with a decision where you're going to play. Twenty one thousand dollars later, he still hasn't made a decision. There you go. Thank you, Frank. We love you. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we'll see you, buddy. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist, joining us here on the Huge Radio Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MerckBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls... High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We'll talk to former Lion Lomas Brown, who's part of the Lions Radio Network. Man, we've had Dan Miller on recently. Uh, the hype is out there, but it's real. Uh, it's not hyperbole. It's not drinking the Kool-Aid. It's not being blinded by one game. The 8-2 and two finish has people believing Lomas that uh, this upcoming year is going to be one of the great years in Lions history. Yeah, I mean, people are so optimistic. You know, huge. I think this might be my first time. And like I said, I've been here since 85. This might be some of those only times that I've heard people talking about the Lions during the offseason in a positive way, mm-hmm. in, that, in, in that exciting way. Ever since you go back to the 90s, and it's, it's refreshing. It's good. I think it's good for sports fans to stay involved with the team year-round, but the team has to give you something to stay involved with. And I think with this up-and-coming draft, with the possibilities of all the picks that we don't get, and like you say, with the good taste that the Lions left in everybody's mouth at the end of the season, man, it's, it's, it's some exciting times around here for Lions fans. You know, I, I think we discussed a couple weeks ago, this is the first time, and this goes back even to the Barry era where, you know, Bobby Ross, you weren't sure about the front office. You had a ton of talent around you and your teammates. But when I look at Sheila Hamp, when I look at the front office right now, led by Holmes at GM and his staff, when I look at the coaching staff with Campbell, when I look at the talent they have, when you're looking at the free agent money, you're looking at the depth they need to fill, uh, who they have returning, pick six and 18, plus two more second rounders. I'm telling you, and what I'll echo what you just said, Lomas, 
There has never been an offseason ever in my life as a Lions fan. Yeah, I, you know, a boyhood crush on Barry. But I'm talking we're uncomfortable with all three facets, ownership, front office, and coaching. I've never had that feeling ever with the Lions. I agree with you. And this meeting, again, been here since 1985. And you're right, being a part of the organization and you know, having a, a good coaching staff but never having the, the coaching staff that they have today. Um, you're right. Sheila Hamp Ford being so involved in practice to she's there every day. And she's not up in the uh, in the balcony. She's standing on the sidelines watching the drills. You know, never had that before. And you're right. I mean, with the with the, the cap space and just with the, the, the draft choices that we have. I mean, you have to be excited if you're a Lion fan because there's a lot of things pointing in the right direction for this team. And then you look at what's going on with other teams in our division. You look at the Aaron Rodgers saga, what's going on with him. You look at the, the undecisiveness of the Chicago Bears, you know, rumors out whether they want to keep Justin Fields or try to move on and get Bryce. Uh, you know, Minnesota, I still say they have questions, even though they won the division last year. I still think they have questions that they have to answer. So, you know, with all that being said and with everything going right with the Lions, now is the time. Now is the time to claim this division and claim it for a few years, too. You know, one one thought about Fields and people are like, oh, no way, they're not going to move him. Look at the way he can run the football. I, I think the Bears are saying, as an NFL franchise, that if we got to rely on Justin Fields to get us 100 to 150 yards a game, his career is going to last about three years. Absolutely huge. And they're not going to be successful. In those three years, he won't have success. I'm telling you, man, those quarterbacks, and, I, you know, just to throw it off, I can kind of see the hesitancy in the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I mean, with how that offense is designed, he's going to take a beating. And he's not as big as Cam Newton, so you don't know the years that you'll be able to get out of him. You don't know the years that they're going to be able to get out of Justin Fields, just like you said, because we've seen a sample size, and that sample size doesn't last long. You've got to be able to throw this ball in this league, you know, as a quarterback from that quarterback position. You just have to be able to do that, or the defenses just won't respect you. So you have to be able to do that. You know, speaking of the offseason, and we talked earlier uh, with Dan Miller, I saw this at CBSSports.com that the free agent running backs, their landing spot for Josh Jacobs was with the Lions. Could you imagine him between the tackles with that Lions offensive line? Oh, my gosh. That would be that would be nice. Now, that would be nice. Now, my question is huge. Would you, would you still keep DeAndre? Is, is DeAndre still in your plans? Yeah, I, I, that might be because you're going to look at Jamal Williams because he scored so many touchdowns. I think somebody's going to give him an extra year or overpay a little bit. Then the Lions may be saying, hey, he scored a ton of touchdowns because we have a great uh, offensive line, right? But if you get Jacobs, uh, a pro bowler, with that line, he, he might push for 2,000 yards. I'm yeah, serious. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Plus, I think if you do keep DeAndre, their running styles are different too. So you give a defense, you know, two different types of runners that come in the game, and I think they could complement each other. I really do. So if you do lose the uh, lose Jamal, I think uh, a Josh a J, a Josh. Oh man, I think he would fill in greatly. And like I say, pairing him up with. DeAndre, I think that would be a nice pairing, nice little change-up right there. Well, and you have to think that you're the Lions. If you are now projected to be a playoff team, projected to contend or win the NFC North, you're not going to be able to win games 38-35, 48-45. You're going to need to get a lead and eat clock. And that's where when you get a – and again, Williams was more of a red zone guy, had some durable games. But Josh Jacobs, I think I saw he had 340 carries – uh, for the Raiders last season, he could be there with that line just pounding the rock and eating up clock when you have a lead because at the end of the day, it's not about flash, it's about getting wins. Absolutely, and huge. The big thing you're saying, that's the biggest thing I want to watch for this year. How many times we're able to play with the league, with a lead, and that's going to fall on the defense. That I, I just think next year, we we said the defense was going to be a big factor this year, but I think next year that's going to be even a bigger factor with how the defense plays. The defense, they're going to have to get three and out, so they're going to have to be able to get themselves off that field to keep, that deep, keep our offense on the field. I just want to see how they're going to handle that situation. I think that'll be one of my biggest questions going into 2023 season. How's the defense? How's the makeup of this defense? How will this defense look different from last year's defense? Not just personnel-wise, but how they play on the field. You know, not changing the scheme, but how these guys react to what they see, you know, being in their second year, Aiden Hutchinson, or Rodrigo. Just the, the progression that these guys are going to make, that's what I'm going to be interested to see the most next year with the Lions. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network, former Lions offensive lineman, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking Lions all season. Yeah, so to me, go out and get a couple of defensive guys at 6-18. and 18. I, I love if, if you can get Josh Jacobs. I think that makes you a Super Bowl contender. If Goff stays healthy, you need one of those veterans to come in and be a backup to Goff in case he goes down because your team is set to win now and you only have a a small window in the NFL, maybe three to five years, where you can go win before you got to start paying people or uh, letting people go. And then uh, depth on the offensive line, defensive line, you got a couple second rounders. Maybe you find your quarterback of the future to be your third QB. They're close, Lomas. That's all I can say. The Lions are close to being one of the best teams in the <laughs> NFC. They're not that far. I love it. I love it. I love you. We haven't been able to say that in a lot. And we're not years. drinking. We're not drinking. This is totally sober. <laughs> I love it. I love we're, it. People are like, are Lomas and Bill talking about the Lions as the best team in the NFC? Are they drinking Bud Light now? This is sober conversation. And it's scary to read the national pundits. The national pundits talking about the Lions. I, I think I saw something that had the Lions going into 2023 as the fourth best team in the NFC. 
NFC, not not the division, not the NFC North. I'm talking, and I think it was behind, depending on what happens with Dak, and you got San Francisco, Philly, like fourth in the NFC going in. Wow. Man, that's awesome, man. And, and again, those expectations should be there. You know, that's the way we finished up the season. That's how everything is looking for the Lions. And I think that's what they expect. I think they expect stuff like this now. When you hear the Lions being talked about that way anymore, I think it's now becoming commonplace, and they they should be expecting this. Now they just got to go out and put it out on the field. Lomas Brown, he's part of the Lions Radio Network with TJ and Dan Miller joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Lions all season. I could talk Lions all day, Lomas. Thank you so much. Get some good time there with the family, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely, Hughes. Take care, my man. Yeah, back at you, Lomas Brown. Good friend of the show and a good friend. Checking in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. A reminder, anytime you want to comment on air, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Also, drop your comments on our social networks at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. They're presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They do have three home games remaining inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Big. Bad. Huge.